Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. Oh, I was going to burp. I was going to burp. All right. Sorry. Do Scott. And Scott. Stop that or I'll put the fucking leeches on you. Oh, my humors. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, this is the medieval episode. <laughs> Ye olde polyhedron. <laughs> And for this one, no women shall be upon it. (laughs) (laughs) Very rarely a woman upon it. Oh, wait, you're right. There's no women on the show ever. Except for those two times. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're too too busy turning butter. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Who's going to turn the butter if we... Uh, Anachronistic, misogynistic comment. There there you go. I'll I'll put one one on there. Well, guys, what is going on? What is new with all of you? Uh, Stuff and things. Well, uh, in terms of RPG stuff, today, uh, Mm -hmm. White Wolf just released two mobile apps, uh, which they're on iOS and Android, and you can get them on Steam as well. Um, and they're like kind of choose your own adventure. Like there's a mage one and a vampire one. Mm -hmm. I started playing the mage one and it is actually really freaking good. Um, like insofar as it's a, it's a choose your own adventure game, but the fact that it's on your phone, uh, while you're reading through the text and making choices, like the app will mess with you and like change things. And it, it does a very good job of, of giving you a surreal experience. Um, like the the one that I'm playing right now, I haven't gotten a lot into it, uh, but I'm playing the mage one right now, and it is taking you through your awakening. Ooh, oh that, boy, that's super nice. yeah. So you start you, you start having a normal day, and then like little things start to go weird, and then you go to a rave. I was like, oh my god, this game is walking me through an awakening at a rave. This game knows me. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they Wait, what, have all your data. For Scott. what path? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, do you get the to first, pick any of them? I don't know if uh, I think it. I don't know if you get to pick because I haven't gotten that far into it. Um, she's shown uh, the first power that she manifested was correspondence, mm-hmm. like like uh, you know spoiler territory. If you care about like the early stages of this, like you're in a club and you're dancing. Oh, that's space. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, correspondence is the is the sphere. Uh, but she's in a club, she's dancing, and then, like, you know, the music hits her, and, yeah. and like, you know, she, she's, you know, has, like, a weird pseudo-druggy experience then. Oh, Cult of Eve, yeah. totally. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, and then, suddenly, she is in, in a club in Germany. Oh, that's some serious crap right there. Yep, that's, I mean... Wait, I forget which one. Deals well, she with she had like the, the, the way they the way they it, it probably cult effects to see by the way that they're they're leading her. Maybe. Anyone could have done anything. It's just there's some that yeah. specialize in some spheres over uh, others. But like the way they do it is like she like she has this like moment of revelation. She's all like, there are so many different clubs and they're all playing songs at this moment and everyone is dancing at this moment. There's just one club pop. Oh no! Uh, and like she just has this moment of epiphany about how all things are one and space is meaningless, and yep. and then she just pops, uh, and then she meets a guy, and, and I can only get there after like three tabs, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, some of us have to come the long way around. Um, <laughs> Just aren't inborn to it. Yeah, that's... but anyway, I ha- that's, that's about where I stopped playing because I had to come over to Matthew's house. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, really interesting. I'm curious how the vampire one's going to go, if they're going to pull anything similar. I'm sure it'll be just spoopy and dark and weird. But like I said, uh, the, like, yeah, playing, doing, hitting me with like rave culture, ma- 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 magic shit. Like, well, you know exactly what I like. Yeah. So you've, uh, <laughs> you've done a good thing. That's, that's, the, that's the Scott shorthand for things he likes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Spooky, spooky, ravey, psychedelic stuff. Yeah, no, I'm in. And with like, actual magic. With actual magic and, like, weird, trippy phone app stuff. Um, yeah. Hitting all of hitting, the right it, It's hitting all the right there's, buttons. There's, there's a real resurgence in text-based adventure games now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people writing them. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the technology lets ones. them do a lot of interesting things with them as well. Because you can go, hey, play text-based adventure. But we can change graphically. We can change things on you. We can present a different environment to you that you weren't expecting because we already primed you for one thing but gave you another. But anyway, those both just came out. They're five bucks each. Um, some of the reviews mentioned some pretty serious bugs. Mm-hmm. So either you might you might want to you might want to wait a little bit. Um, but I jumped right into it. Um, actually, I, with that in mind, I think I will probably pick one or two, both of them up in a couple of weeks once they sorted some stuff out, and then maybe we can do a review. That's a very simple way we can do we can play we can all play them yeah and we can all do them they're really cheap and then we can talk about them because they they deal with some very interesting probably some very rpg mechanics well i uh i am very interested in uh sort of the the new tech version of things and that that's definitely seems to be a direction white wolf is going Mm -hmm. Uh, tech enhanced like really the new media new media very very new media direction and if this is kind of the first droplets of that then Sign me up. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, for sure. Um, another RPG, nothing like super serious, more personal. I've been working on more fan-made source material for Black Crusade. Yes, I'm obsessed. I'm sorry. If you want me to stop talking about Black Crusade, you can send me an email at polyheatronpodcast at gmail.com. Hold on. I got, yes, I got to write an email. I'll be right <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It, it's got to be all caps, dude. It's got to be all caps. It's cruise uh, control for cool. <laughs> As our president has learned. <laughs> yeah, obviously you're much more, you know, executive when you're inter- talking in all caps. Yeah. I respond better. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just feels better if they understand oh, this they guy, listen to you. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so I've been writing, and so uh, please please tell me to stop because I'm up to like 13,000 words now. Um, hey, man, you do you. I know. But uh, what about you, Ryan? What's interesting and new in your life? I play a lot of Hearthstone. Yay. Go to school and have a job. So that's... <laughs> I mean, I there's a tabletop... I, I just started another session of the round of tabletop gaming, and like we, a new game started up. And that game never after that you know yeah. I've talked about a number of times and I get to play a I get to play a lich. Oh, you're playing a lich this time? Well, yeah, he talks a lot. He talks a little bit like Jack Sparrow, but a little, a little more gutter, a little more growly. Okay, and he just he's from a really bad place, like a really like bad place. Most liches are. Uh, well, he's the reason the place is bad. <laughs> he's one of the reasons the place is bad. So there's there's some stuff to deal with there and. I've just, some catharsis, I've just, some character development. Yeah, right? perhaps there, it might require some characters to be developed, some redemption arcs to be had. <laughs> Sorry, you said character development. Now I can think was film, like taking film and putting mm-hmm. in the solutions. Oh, and oh looking yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chemicals. Oh, this just did not come out right. The lighting is all off. Oh, Lich, please. Oh. Lich, yeah, it's already oh, been said. It's already been said. It's already shit. been said, uh. man. <laughs> Yeah, never after really doesn't care about your like doesn't do like template stacking like D&D or anything like there's oddities and things that do affect your stats in small ways but you can 
a combination of any two of the pre-made ones basically can describe any creature that's ever existed in all of fantasy. Yeah. So it it kind of gets you there. Yep. Don't let me talk to people. That's really the not really You're good talking. A lich. Hideous outcast is one of them, and you get negative six to all charisma based rolls. And the main die is a d six. So why? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I but I only have this one little die. It. Oh. That is exactly how it goes. You're right. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to anyway, put this away now. Speaking of that, our topic is social mechanics. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like I plan ahead for the things oh, I say. Oh, shit. Segway. <laughs> Mind blown. Yo, well, if you want to blow other people's minds, you need to learn how social mechanics work. Now, this is sort of a newer, t- newer conceit. <laughs> yeah, this oh. is like... Uh, in the 90s, this was, like, this was a fresh idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The idea that, like, your character in any way, shape, or form had some way to mechanically leverage themselves in a social situation. And back then, they even sucked at it. Like, this is... It was very new stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they treated it from the approach of, it's kind of like combat, but not combat. And so, it, it gets applied like that. I mean, gotta remember, RPGs develop in generationally. Like... It takes the current generation that are playing RPGs to get old enough to start writing RPGs, and then they start coming up with the newer ideas, and it sort of keeps going every 10 to 15 years, we get sort of a newer iteration of, of role-playing games. I mean, as usual, like, the more storytelling game stuff focuses a lot more on, like, has a much more, like, grand-scale system. Although, honestly, from my brief reading of the New World of Darkness system, social system... It's basically the NPC likes or doesn't like you track, but with way more words. <laughs> it's like five pages to explain. Yeah, if you roll well, kid, they'll like you more. Yeah, and <laughs> a lot of social mechanics and a lot of games have sort of this, and again, I'm going to keep doing this, Black Crusade actually has sort of this chart of where the NPC starts versus where you can get them to go mm-hmm. based on what skill you're using to get them there. Um, and so those are sort of newer things. I mean, because DD raw, as we probably said before, in like even fifth edition, does has social skills, but there isn't like a system in place to uh, help implement the, social well, sociability. I mean, that uh, track exists in D anD. Oh, sorry, Scott, you were yeah, it's okay. The real bad brass tax is that um, any social mechanic uh, at its core, um, the way it actually gets implemented um, is. Especially if you're if you're not playing like a pure wargaming scenario, mm-hmm. if there's some role play uh, and like social interaction, like generally to be assumed a part of what you're going to be doing, you're probably doing a role playing game. Yeah, yes. you're doing a role playing <laughs> game. What's gonna happen is you're gonna role play, um, and your GM may or may not apply the social mechanics depending on how far your role play gets you. Mm-hmm. Um, now. There's some some leeway there, like if you yourself just don't really have any social, have much of a social mind, mm-hmm. if like or you're or we're the, talking about the player now. Yeah, we're talking the about the player. Right. Eventually, like the way it's going to work is you're going to role play up to your ability to do thing, and either that's going to do the job or you need to start rolling dice. And I, like I've, that's the that's the brass tacks. Well, that's of that's mechanics. a that's in my mind that's one philosophy that resides there because the reverse is also true. You're only going to role play up to you, but what happens if you got the guy who's really out of place, sociable, very sociable minded, but his character isn't. Well, that's up to the character. Yeah. That, that's up to him to play the character properly. And yeah. that's, you know, if your character's not a social guy, don't, I mean, listen, 
any Ryan character can probably talk his way through, like, most situations because it's Ryan doing it. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't usually pay, play characters that are socially non-adept. Uh, Matthew has been in one of the only games ever where my character has been, like, actively bad at social situations. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to, like, lean into that, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, not just, like, not talking through it, like, actively making the situation worse because he's so bad at it. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I, I've seen both of those. I've I've seen yeah. Scott's side of things more. I've also seen GMs who are total dick weasels about this entire thing, where they're just like, "No, the words you said are the words you said, and your now your mechanics are meaningless." Like, yeah, it's like, I, that's the whole point of social mechanics. Though they shouldn't be meaningless. Well, they're, that's the point of any mechanics. Like the mechanics are there for a reason. They should do the thing that I'm expecting them to do. Like we've said before, and yeah. sort of the expectations. Also, I mean, mechanics. there's also the limits of like you know when you run into what is capable in games like Exalted, mm. where, you know, I don't care how good of a, like, of a social person you personally are, like, you're gonna need those dice to do the things that the Exalted can do with their magic pretty words. And, uh, yeah, and also, yeah, well, that, because their words are pretty in magic and mm-hmm. control the minds of those who listen because it's mind control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also, like, a play, like, there are rules for talking to certain types of things and certain types of creatures you, Scott, are not should not need to know the social mores of the Fae. Oh yeah, like, that's not your responsibility to know. That's what those nice dice are for. It's oh yeah, like, like I'm gonna get my point across, and then the dice are gonna fill in the details yeah, the G- so that I don't insult their Fae mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The G- Unless that's your intention, storyteller. This is what I'm trying to say, and I do about this well. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I mean, yeah, there should there if if it's a real life. I know, Matt. I know you weren't. I know you weren't talk so bad, but uh, no, actually, it was agree. It was not in my head. And agreeing oh, okay. With you. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, shit. I lost my thought now. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I knew that. Folks, I, I think. That, 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 I that. think the the. I mean, if we want to take the opposite end of things, um, where you know, someone, if you've got someone who's playing above their level, essentially, yeah. like their stats say one thing and their and their things say another, then you know that's where you bring in those situations of like, well, you said that very prettily. However, you know. You know, now roll roll the dice to make sure you don't don't insult their fame mother by by do, making some unconscious slip up. Because while you while talking to another human was very good about that, you're not actually talking to a human. And and I guess we like with even with combat, there's always fudging, there's always fiat, but. We're trying to get across that sometimes. What? Yes, GM Fiat. Uh, no, the dice are the dice. The numbers are the numbers. Yes, uh, and, and the point of it is, is to is to make them. If the mechanics are there, they should play a part. Doesn't mean they control everything, now, and all things. This is an this is interesting because we've only been talking about when we talk about social mechanics. Right now, everything we've been talking about is. Oh, I'm a PC talking to an NPC, and I need to get this NPC to do what I want, get out of my way, or help me. Yeah. Now, where social mechanics get very interesting is when PCs can leverage them on one another. Yes. Oh, and some yeah. systems support that, and some systems completely just, it's like, there's a big old void space. Dungeons and Dragons, it's just nope. they're not meant to be pointed at another PC. Mm-hmm. It's just not meant to happen. That game I'm talking about before, Never After, you can, you can bring a boss to, down... By insulting him terribly, if if everyone on your party in your party decides to go the the way of argued arguing with them, dominating them, charming them, like you can bring a boss down, you can like kill a god by making them feel bad about themselves, because and the system allows for that. Uh, I know I 
I forget exalted. It's just like burns you out of willpower. Well, yeah, yeah. You can, it can be used for PCs or NPCs roughly equally, uh, but obviously PCs typically are a little more wary about what's going on. Plus, fighting another PC with social mechanics doesn't necessarily further the plot along. Therefore, you're less likely to probably use it against the PC. Yeah, I mean it. That's a very dicey scenario. It's it's the kind of thing that like. You should probably avoid that unless your player, your unless your uh, your table's down for that sort mm. of thing. Like there's there there's a strong tendency to like if it's PC on PC for you know you to have the instinct of like chest beat I shall not be commanded uh, type of scenario um, because I don't know there there's there is there is sort of a, an assumption of. We don't do, we don't use that sort of thing on each well, other. Part of it is because let's get down to the brass tacks on yeah. this one. We're talking about player agency here. Yeah, we're removing it by by having my social kind of say I Scott have a character that has social have lots of social kind of, and maybe you're sided out to where you're not you're pretty vulnerable mm-hmm. to social medics. And I try to make the character Scott's character do what I want. Scott's not going to like that. He's gonna yep. he's like you're taking away my ability to have fun with my character unless <clears throat> as Scott said we've already agreed. A little bit of that beforehand going, this is going to be a live fire situation where I am going to be socializing your character. The only correct way I've seen this done is if you're in that situation where the PCs at the group table have been basically arguing about something for mm-hmm. about five minutes. Like, yeah. literally yeah. just a resolutionless Shouting match? Not necessarily, but just enough disagreeing to where, like, okay, well, if we don't figure this out, this is going to be the entire evening. So I have seen a storyteller be like, okay, if you guys don't figure this out in 60 seconds, it's all social roles from here. It's all social mechanics from here. It's just a, it's actually more of a punish, like, to to make PCs use it on each Mm -hmm. other. To be like, guys, you have to, like, please just work together. In subnet we thought about that for a while and there we do have social mechanics they're very very basic stuff but the general but it can be used against another pc mm-hmm. and but generally it's not like mind control i make you do what i want you to do it's going we me and scott are having an argument about something okay the mechanics will make us go this is my side of the argument this is scott's side of the argument and we will roll dice and see who wins that argument at that moment even after we've probably already gone through the rigmarole of actually arguing mm-hmm. the points and no one's conceding on right. that point and then we have to make a decision of who's actually going to go forward with this argument now the third uh, third angle of this is is uh the gm or npcs using social mechanics on pcs which is kind of similar to pcs because pcs using it on each other because they are um you know it's it's infringing upon pc agency um and it really like that that's that's the situation where the the game you're playing is really an interest like dungeons and dragons like his bluff check should be like if his bluff check's high his bluff check's high and i i'd, I'd honor it if a, if if an npc mm-hmm. if, if if an npc has some sort of ability to lie his ass off mm-hmm. like it you know, it, it's really hard to, like, adjudicate the, well, I don't believe him now, no matter what he well, says situation. I, actually, I think in D&D, like, there's the, um, you, you kind of have, like, because you both have bluff and sense motive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least in some versions there are. It's all So that's there. actually for pretty easily. Like, you, you roll a bluff versus a sense motive check and... He seems remember, legit to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, and well, also it comes down to when... Well, this is part of the conversation. When did those roles apply? When do you go... We're having a conversation. You don't believe me, and you think I'm lying. Okay, when do we roll, mm-hmm. and when do we make that? 
you can just be, the player can be like, well, I just don't believe this guy regardless, and I know I'm not going to roll on it. I'm just going to not believe him. And that could be good or that could be mm-hmm. bad. That's your, that's your, you know, you know, your responsibility or your choice. Or you can let the dice rolls, but the dice rolling, then they're going to say, you go sense motive to my lying, and if you don't beat my uh, my bluff, guess what? You believe my character. The GM mm-hmm. has to go, hey, Scott, I'm sorry, I know you Acor- don't believe this character. According to your abilities, yeah, you, you believe this Your guy. character yeah. believes this. At which point you unfortunately have to do this thing called role play. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh my. Um, I mean, it's well, there, I mean, well, it's just an FPS where I just kill all the bad guys. And I mean, if, you, loot, if right? you have, if you're in that situation, then one way you could deal with that is, you know, if, if you got a PC, you're just like, nope, I'm just not believing this guy or, you know, I, I, I'm not going to accede to any sort of social pressure. Um, if there are like other NPCs around, then like, well, have them be like, wow, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay, Dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, ha- like use you like well use uh, non mechanical social uh, social leverage mm-hmm. of like saying like yeah well in this situation this guy seems legit and he seems legit to all these people and you're just being obstinate so you pay a social price for that the pe- these people these other people who you may want to get on your side you may want them to do something for you they are disfavorably and kind to you because you acted like an asshole for apparently no good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and we you... all know people who are like that. They just, we don't understand why they have that chip on their shoulder. They just have one. Yep. And, and we just want to just, just slap them silly. Yeah. Maybe flick their ear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I and, generally and, want to do to people who and, I and, am annoyed and, by. Oh, another way you can handle that. If some guy's like, no, I'm just not going to believe this guy's like, well, maybe you were playing with this guy to be a liar, but maybe he's actually telling the truth. Maybe the PC can be wrong. Now, that's up to the GM to be responsible with this. You don't want to be, be a giant douchebag of GM. Matthew, did you just imply that a PC could be wrong? Yes. That a PC could take, Whoa. take like... But what if, what if the PC, like, takes a, a moral stance on something... Like, could they be wrong then? Maybe, maybe, depending on the situation. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I buy that, Matthew. Because, I know because is there, is there... I don't think I've ever been in a situation <laughs> where I was a protagonist and I was incorrect about something. <laughs> the the person in well, front of me yeah. was always the bad guy, and it was always okay to stab them in the face. Correct, correct, and protagonist are basically the same <laughs> word. <right? laughs> Did you just say the same word yeah, twice? Yeah, yeah. I know it was very hard to hear with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, uh, we we're we're joking because there's a lot. Like this is something that really comes up uh, in LARP. Man, a lot. LARPing! Holy um, shit! <laughs> the, you band of murder hobos! Yeah, <laughs> is, is that uh, a, a pretty recognizable and like repeatable phenomenon? Is this idea that whatever town does, town being like the general term for the PCs, the PCs, whatever town does, like in town's mind is right. Yeah, uh, b- but. That's not From always. an objective no. point of view, may not. I be. will say though, for for like the, talking about the evolution yeah. of a community and how games work, I had a situation recently at Forest of Doors where we walked back from something mm-hmm. and we were just like, "Guys, we done fucked up." Like mm-hmm. this was a bad. We were in over our heads. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, and we fucked it up as bad as it could be fucked up. And we all knew it, and no one fought about it or disagreed about it. But Good. I was like, "How are we gonna fix this? We're awful." <laughs> Same with ATE. Oh yeah, ATE. Yeah. Well, well, bringing this back to social mechanics, uh, a new mechanic that just got introduced this last game with a new round of updates in ATE. It's, it's I don't want to. I don't want to pat our friend Dylan too hard on the back with this. 
but it was really fucking good. It's a mechanic called parlay, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, once a diplomat gets up to a certain level, once a game, uh, they, a diplomat, the level five diplomat, uh, can use something called parlay, which basically says you point it at a faction. It's a, it's, it's a faction based thing. And someone from that faction will show up to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of like social, um, there are rules. There are rules. There, there's a lot of social capital built into the parlay. It's generally like assumed that when you invoke parlay and you make a deal under the auspices that of person's it, making has the authority to yeah, make that deal. Yeah, the authority to make that deal, and there are consequences for like abiding or not abiding. Like it's generally considered that if you break the terms of a parlay, then that fact, the faction that you did that with. You are now on shit terms with them, mm. and there's serious effort that needs to be done. And probably other factions will look askance at you, uh, because it, like, I was actually talking about it at a, at a party last weekend regarding this, is that that, that mechanic introduced, um, like, essentially social nukes mm. onto the field. Uh, like, like a level of a, a, a diplomat with, with a five in their ability becomes something of a social nuclear power. Because they can pivot an encounter. They can call down the thunder and go, okay, guys, I'm going to go talk to this no. guy that we need to talk to and get him to go do something for us. Now, we the, get the, it. the rub being that, um, well, the two people with that ability in, in the town, uh, I wouldn't say that either of them get to tell me what the fuck to do. Oh, absolutely. So, or yeah. that's what, decisions that, for me, and that's the fun part. Well, yeah, that well, that, well, the it, conflict that came it, up. That, yeah, because someone, someone used that ability made a deal that she didn't really have the authority to make. She didn't have really the backing of the town, and she didn't really have the backing of one of the parties that she was making a deal on the par- on the behalf of. The representative. The rep- that she claimed to represent. Uh, and that led to some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's... It, it, but it was funny, though. It was funny, and cool. it led to a lot of really good roleplay. And it essentially has put us in a scenario where there are a select number of people in our town who can, through the use of an ability, um, put us in a box. Because we're all, to help everyone understand, collectively we're all considered the same group mm -hmm. to these other other groups. Even if Scott's character Yang, who's a uh, 90s uh, outcast, um, hacker outcast, is like, I'm not really a part of this group, I'm kind of just live here is still considered a part of Driftwood. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, he is a he, if anyone comes in, looks at Yang and goes, you're a member of Driftwood. So if a, one of these social nukes goes up and makes a deal on half of Driftwood, guess what? Yang is socially yeah. expected to honor that agreement, whatever that agreement yeah. is. Whether I agree with it, whether I, mm. I granted their authority or not, it, it's, it's very interesting because it essentially just adds a spike of... of of in faction conflict within the town and conflict between the town and mm-hmm. other things. And it's just a really interesting pivot point. Now I'm, I'm about to make y'all both scary cause uh, I'm climbing diplomacy. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get parlay about um, pretty, no. pretty soon. Now I have a giant symbol on my neck that says I don't have to uh, abide yeah, by literally any of that. So that's, that's good. I mean, well, that's the thing is like, yes, you have that symbol on your neck, but whether or not other people are going to respect that or not is, is thankfully, a thing. Th- thankfully, in ter- like, still, 
that that symbol means I uh, you know fifty percent interest in town basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's the cartel is half of town, but it, it is. But that's it's, it's also part of st- it. Technically. It's still part of town, and that's where. And this is a little bit more sort of uh, inside baseball, guys. And uh, we'll we'll deviate it from it for a second. But that's what brought the conversation of government back up in game because if anyone's ever larped and gamed. Trying to get PCs together to organize an actual in-game government is pulling goddamn teeth. It's also terrible, and you should never do it uh, because it's not fun for anyone. Actually, it's fun for three people, and then everyone else hates it and goes along with it, so they'll shut up. But every time, by the way, every time. But it's still a thing we're discussing, and it's still a thing you can role play through, and therefore it's still valid a, a valid situation to be in. And so that's where government is talking about it because you have these social nukes, and you have to have a way of controlling them. They have to have a way of having oversight over them. So yeah, it, I found it very interesting. Yeah, it's going to lead to a lot of really interesting scenarios, yep. and I'm I'm really appreciative there. And like like I said, like my I car- enjoy getting you all shot. Oh yeah, you're gonna get, <laughs> oh absolutely. That's I'm gonna get gonna you happen. all shot, and I'm never going to poli- to apologize. Oh, well, that's when other bullets start flying. That's gonna be very entertaining. That's fine. Oh yeah, well I, we've never we've yet to have like the town shootout. Uh, happen like mm, true. directly. You got left for dead that one time. Uh, hearing that, <laughs> I knew. Yes, hearing it. I did threaten someone. He threatened, it's fine. He anyway, some, eh. but, but yeah, no. So I'm interested when I hit that 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 diplomacy five and I get parlay. He's unlikely to use it. Uh, my character is because he is a huge weirdo and, mm-hmm. and doesn't really consider people. But like pulling it back though, pulling yes. it back to yeah, what yeah. you're talking about the mechanic as a general thing. That's really kind of. That's a the lightest touch mm-hmm. of a mechanic. Like it's literally like it's a word and two rules, like mm-hmm. like two general rules, and it's all it can alter the landscape of exa- of how the game operates. Yep. So that's something to really consider, right? If you're like the social mechanics of a game can in fact completely change how a game is run. Mm-hmm. How how players view each other how it, yeah it's it's a very potent thing and it's always it's kind of weird to me when a game doesn't have a social system at yeah. this point like actually well, it made me th- think about a, a sort of a similar thing in 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 werewolf mm-hmm. um when there's like a challenge when there's like a stare yeah the where, werewolf or even tabletop yeah um if there's ever a challenge between two guru um in the social setting of werewolf when that challenge happens and it gets resolved, then the matter is resolved. Yeah. Like, if you go back and, like, try and... If you lose a challenge and then try and, like, go... A, like If you if you try and go against the result of a challenge, you are such an asshole in yep. real society. Yeah. Like, no one will respect you. And, and the reverse is also true in that the, con- the social contract of the setting is that if you fail a challenge, it's not considered, like, you are weak. Mm-hmm. It's more like... You guys challenge, you lost, that's okay, move on. Like, that is, it is resolved. You should yeah. just move on. There should be no resentment on either party and that's, about, the, about the outcome. And that's good writing. Like, mm-hmm. that's good mechanics writing. See, that's enforcing role, that's role play through, yeah. you know, kind of the, the rules yeah. of things. Because yeah. we know, we all know mm-hmm. that if that wasn't there, if the, if the, if the carrot and the stick weren't there, like... Well, the carrot being that you actually do get to move on from mm-hmm. this, and the stick is, don't fucking try to go back on this, you terrible, 
terrible min-maxer. Yeah. And, and, and there's, I got issues with the social mechanics on most White Wolf games because they were written in a very particular time period that, in, in some of the writers, I, I haven't, would probably like to go back and revisit and revise. But well, we're getting a moment. we're getting a fifth edition. Well, and those are probably some very different writers with a different, very different mentality, yes, those, which I will really look forward. Those to. wily Scandinavians, yeah. Um, and which actually to pull it back a little bit, and I apologize, we kind of went right into the deep end uh, as far as LARP is concerned. We've talked a lot about tabletop mechanics and how they can have an impact. D and D doesn't have a lot of it. White Wolf games typically have some more. There's a couple Exalted has a lot more, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of the games that do it better or worse than others. Um, but it's it there. What I'd like to talk about is like the distinct difference between tabletop and LARP social mechanics, because in tabletop there seems to be a lot of GM fiat, a lot of a, oh you can just role play and we can kind of just hand wave the mechanics. Well, I mean, whereas in LARP we are going to role play, but a lot of the mechanics like, have, are explicit about when and when they cannot be used. Well, well, the funny thing about LARPing is that it kind of, like, your character has a charisma of 18 in Dungeons & Dragons. I know we keep going back to D&D, but it's the it's easiest touchdown for everybody. Character has a charisma of 18 in D&D. You can walk up to the Duke of wherever the fuck you, a stand it is that you, you want <laughs> and be like, listen, man, I don't know what the fuck to say to this guy, GM. I'm just gonna... Can I just roll these dice to see what happens? And add this number. And add that number that, and I'm, this thing happens. that I spent into to be good at it. And your GM, if they're not a tool bag, will be like, I understand. Yeah, go for it. You don't really like know how to address him. That's fine. Uh, LARPing, on the other hand. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't be more charismatic than you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. No matter how many points you put into it. You can be a little bit more charismatic than you are, depending on the situation and what you've got. Um, but yeah, no, tabletop is the land of fucking abstraction. Uh, like, because you can just dice roll hand wave that shit. But yeah, LARP, pretty much you, you gotta, you gotta put your money where your yeah, mouth is. If you're LARP. a great diplomat, you better also get good at, uh, being a diplomat, like as a like person. actually talking to like, people. Like, in general, in general, the, the, the things that you can do in LARP, like, you have to role play it out, but you can think, use things like, uh, in our, in the system, we've been using things called etiquettes, mm-hmm. uh, which can either, like, take a phrase back, like, if you said the wrong damn thing, yeah. you can spend an etiquette to take it back, or you can use it to get some sort of, like, culture cue of, like, how would I, like, you, you would, you're talking to the NPC, and then you say etiquette, which takes you out of play for a little bit. Just for and, a moment. And you basically ask, like, how do I charm this guy? Or what's the best what, way to address this guy? What's the best way to address this guy? Or, like, you just basically ask. How do I make you hit me is actually yeah, yeah, a really, do, yeah. it's a really popular one. <laughs> yeah. How do, yeah. Um, uh, and it basically is a way for you to, in the process of role playing, get hints and suggestions from the GM, which you can then immediately go back into play and then modify your role play. And if the if your 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 staff member isn't a total cock, those modificate those those hints will be applicable. Mm-hmm. They will they like, ah yes, well, you know, you you can tell by, you know, the fact that he has like this perfumey smell about him that he's kind of a dandy and he's kind of a fop so if you if you appeal to his vanity then he'll probably respond well and if you were like my your your lapels are very excellently pressed and your hair is actually if it went coiffed and he's all oh, like thank you he's all like lol asshole <laughs> fuck you well okay like it's not 1990 you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> i don't i don't know if any, 
none of the games that we have any association with. I've never yeah. had any of that. But but the happen. general assumption is that those hints we're, are going we're to be speaking valid. Of worst case scenario. Oh, that's, that, that is the worst case scenario. Like for some reason, someone chose to like lie to you about the mechanics you use, which is yeah, exactly. Ugh. That's 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 getting into bad ethics and bad and yeah. just bad but gaming. In if general. things are happening appropriately, then you then, and and if you use the hints that were given to you. Then now it does require a little bit of agility in terms of how you think. Oh yeah, it, it still requires social agility to properly like apply what you know. Oh yeah, you can you can drop split, that ball. You can drop that second. Ball. Like you can be like, okay, well that's great that I know he's a dandy, but how do I process? Like you know the word lapel, uh, <laughs> Scott. Not everyone knows the word lapel. <laughs> what that is. So like. I see you're a very pretty man. Mm-hmm. Is like some yes. of the best that some people might feel to come up. With. Well, and, and, and yeah, you're right. I never really thought about it. Just like the idea of besides being the land of abstraction for tabletop, is like the idea of because of the line between character and player is much more blurred. It's very much closer in a LARP scenario. Um, we create a situation where we have to be more like our character, and our character has to be more like us. And this is why some advice I give to especially new LARPers like. Try to probably go where things you have fun with and things you know already, so that way you can best yeah. emulate all of that to begin with. Bab- Babby's first LARP character should, in 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 most terms, should be pretty straight avatarism, <laughs> like oh, yourself in a fantasy scenario. Or you can take a certain aspect of yourself that you're obviously very comfortable with and just... Tweak it up. Play yeah, to the well, yeah, well, yeah. If it's like, okay, avatars are cool, but like, take one thing about yourself that's mm-hmm. a positive and maybe a negative, and turn those to eleven, mm-hmm. and that is actually like, and now you have a character, and everyone's going to think it's great. Hey, because Ryan, that's a, you just figured out my my LARPing strategy from like the, the first year I ever played. Well, yes, Matthew, I too, in fact, attempt things at LARPs sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do that, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, uh, no, I'm just going to experiment with one aspect of my personality. I'm just going to turn it all the way up and my, see what happens. R- I mean, one of my particular favorite is I'm, this is the one that gets angry a lot easier than I do and doesn't fear anything. Mm-hmm. But but don't worry about his downsides. There's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> there are many and numerous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that that is a, a pretty thing. I mean, and there's other things that you can do that in general, I mean, I'm I'm pretty ignorant about other LARP systems and how they do their social uh, mechanics. Solar, next to none. I think there was none. I think there was maybe some mental slash investigation lore the mechanics only, at one point. The only social mechanics is like, you know, how, how quickly you can move your elbow yep. without hurting it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I mean, like you can do things like like uh, feats of charisma or force of charisma yep. or wh- whatever you're saying, which just basically means that people have to listen to you for about a minute. Yeah, just, like, just pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Which can be used in social scenarios. It can also be used, like, kind of tactically. Mm-hmm. Mm. We Thankfully, that that's actually kind of a nice... It's, it's, yeah, because that gives us something that you don't actually have in LARPing, which is, like, a second. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, I will say the talking for 60 straight seconds... Oh, that's rough. It's really hard... But that, because you know, longer, like, folks, longer than you think. It, 60 seconds is way longer than you think it is. It, it, it's true. In a tabletop setting, like, no conversation is in real time if it doesn't have to be, if it doesn't, if there needs to be, like, a break in the conversation. Unless it's a really important conversation for some reason. Right. But yeah, you know, no GM is going to sit there. It's like, well, motherfucker, I'm going to turn this hourglass over and we're in play for the rest of this. No dice here, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like that'd be weird. We got no time to roll dice. Yeah, 
But in LARPing, it's like, I don't know, there's a battle raging around me, and I'm trying to convince you of something, or something. It's like, yeah, I can't really hit pause on that. Mm. It's just a, a different... Just a different level of difficulty in a lot of cases. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, it's just be, again we're looking at like the level of abstraction and like when they're implicit and not implicit. Back to tabletop, um, what uh, sort of a point I want to get across is uh, because we actually got to cut this a little short tonight, but we're still getting having a nice conversation about oh, it. Oh man, uh, sorry guys, I got other things I got to go do. I'm sorry, responsibilities, doing the adult stuff. One of the things I want to get across is um, don't uh, mechanics are there. As I said before, they're important and they have an impact on the game. Um, social mechanics are doubly so, especially in the tabletop setting, because they're few and far between and they should be utilized because if a person, a player has taken them for their character, that means they want to use them. Um, and so social mechanics need to play ball because it's sort of an equalizer. Again, you got the people who are really, really socially adept out of play and you got the people who are not so much. But their characters may have the same stats, and you need to be able... The mechanics allow the that communication to be equal, rather than to be one-sided or another-sided. Now, uh, something I just thought of, some mechanics do lend themselves to bonuses to the person who may make the better argument, or mm-hmm. may like present themselves in a more flattering way, and they present themselves in a way. Okay, through their roleplay, the GM's like, yeah, you did a really good yep. job there, I'm going to give you a bonus on this die roll. I, Doesn't mean you can't fuck up. Yep, I've seen it I've seen it a number of times where it's like, you're, well, my particular favorite, there, there's an, a thing in Never After where it's like, if you cut to the heart of someone's concept in an argument with them, if you, like, attack, like, the core of their being, yep. like... And and it, it's kind of that moment where everyone at the table, like out of play, is like ooh, like everyone just <laughs> yeah. kind of makes the ooh sour lemon face. Yeah. It's like okay, you get extra dice. Also, when this hit, when this rolls, if it like lands on you and you don't and you can't resist it through your own social thing, uh, well, you're either relenting and your concept changes a little bit about ooh. who you are as a person, or you're taking uh, curses, which are like soul level wounds, mm. which are the hardest ones to get rid of. Like, you can literally cut someone in their soul by, mm-hmm. like, you know, arguing Violating that. their concept. But, but, it's, but at that point, that has to be something that the PC did. Like, that, yeah. that can't yeah. be like, no, I'm rolling, my, I'm rolling my dive pool ability that says I get to hurt your soul with my word mouth. You don't get that. You yeah. actually have to be yeah, mean. You gotta be witty. I mean, uh, we don't really have a time to, like, go into the nitty gritty of it, but another game that's, like, chock goddamn full of interesting little social mechanics is Houses of the Blood. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, because that game is all about being a petty noble, uh, backstabbing your fellows and, and relatives, uh, and there's all sorts of clever little cutting means of doing that. Um, yeah, check that game out if you're interested in, like, really, really nitty-gritty, fiddly bit social yeah, mechanics. I'm, the reason <laughs> I hired a concubine to poison you. I mean, yes. Yes, you can do that. Or I... I hired a concubine to seduce you so you'd be at a moment of vulnerability so I could do something else. And lol, it's your cousin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha, you didn't know you fucked your cousin. Ha (laughs) ha. Anyway. Yeah, um, and I also, the reason the impetus for this episode uh, is is I started looking through some Black Crusade social rules that are in some of the extraneous books, and some people were talking online about it, and I was like, you know what, this would be very interesting to have a conversation about, because when do the dice fall on the table as far as social mechanics? Roleplay yeah. versus roleplay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, that is the old, the, the, the old adage. Yep. And it, it's almost like we planned this because we had a very small section last episode about social mechanics. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's like we know what we're doing. It's not, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know we're, what we're doing. We are literally making this shit up as we go. <laughs> we got, god, we don't know. <laughs>
don't tell them <laughs> um anyways but that's all the time we got for this evening i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation i know i did as always mm-hmm. um you can go over on twitter and you can we have the twitter account for the actual uh podcast is polyhedron cast uh it's at twitter at polyhedron cast sorry i am also at bioimportance i'm at divis Molkav. i'm at arduous rjuous um, if, again, if you want feedback, we love feedback. Please give us feedback. We'll give to, you feedback, too, if you want feedback. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll criticize you. We'll see how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make a podcast, and, and we'll so, we'll send emails to you. Uh, I think we're getting a little too involved here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is sort of yeah, serpent-eating its own tail this, thing. The, yeah, this is an Ouroboros, and I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also, please, go to wherever you're listening to this. Go and get five-star reviews if you can go give us five-star reviews. I make it the five stars. Make it five stars. I make it the five stars. Um, uh, yeah, polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com for the email. Uh, also, if you really want to support us, go become one of our bosses. Go over to patreon.com slash polyhedron, and that's where you can actually donate money to us. Thank where you. all the episodes are uploaded now. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I've done my due diligence, um, and now all the episodes will be updated. And when I update the main site, I'll be updating the the uh, uh, sorry the Patreon site as well, so that everyone can go in any of those locations and get the episodes. So now you can have a nice folder full of us, and you can just... Take us on your phone, even when there when there isn't Wi-Fi or data. Oh. Isn't that nice? You can just yeah. carry us with you. Think, look up our smiling faces. <laughs> look at our ugly, ugly uh, smiling faces, and think of them wherever Ryan. you go. Thanks, Ryan. Take us with you in your pocket. <laughs> we like we being are, we're in pocket your monsters. Pocket. We, yes, choose us. I'm a right. Yes. I'm a right you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, um, let's go because we all have to go. You know, fight in an arena now for someone else's pleasure. <laughs> oh God! I hope the wounds heal right this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.